Welcome to another inspiring message from Milestone Church in Keller, Texas. All right, man, so excited to be with you guys. How many are excited to be in church on a Tuesday night? Yeah. What a great sense of God's presence. First of all, I just want to say I am thrilled to be here. Uh, my wife, Jennifer, uh, sends her love. We love Pastor Jeff and Brandy and, uh, and their dear family, and we're so excited about what God's doing. Let me just tell you this. I am just amazed every time I pull up to your church. I know there's some guests here as well. We're excited uh, to have all the guests, and I want to as well say uh, welcome to all those that are joining in McKinney, and I think there's thousands and thousands of people online as well. Can we just welcome them? That are joining us, so excited to have you guys, yes. When I pull up here, it's such a miracle. I, 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 I think about all that God has done in this church, again, spiritually, but also giving you guys the property to be able to build. And I'm fired up, by the way, very fired up. Uh, our, our Pastor Jeff and his whole board, and it's so good to see Mr. Ed uh, Summers, who's one of the great board men here, and Mr. Jim Rogers as well. Can we just give it up for those great men on the board of the church? Some of the guys on the board, and of course, their lovely wives as well. And, uh, you know, I was gathering with the team, and Pastor Jeff, you know, as we pray and seek God, and he leads, and, and really praying about this next step that you guys are taking as a church uh, called Beyond. I know a campaign, a capital campaign. And I told Jeff, he goes, man, we've had thousands and thousands of people. I said, Jeff, there's one problem with Milestone Church. He goes, what? I said, it's growing so fast. I mean, oh, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Let me tell you, it's a good thing when there's lots of cars at a restaurant. It means the food's good on the inside. Isn't that right? And so I am thrilled. Pastor, I want to say this. I'm so excited about what God's doing and all the plans to expand uh, this sanctuary out. I think they had, you, you guys, listen, let me just tell you this. 14,000 people at Christmas Eve services. Can we give it up for the Lord? Come on. Yeah. And we got to have mercy on the worship team and the preacher. I mean, you know, we need to have a bigger building. Expanding this out. So, Pastor Jeff, we are with you guys at Church of the King. We're excited about what's happening in January and February. I know you're going to be talking about the plans uh, to come. So, you know, it's interesting. I love this time of the year. By the way, I love the holidays, but I also love the new year. I love January. I love right in the beginning. It's funny. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big goal setter. Uh, which I believe in that. I think it's biblical. Again, in the Bible, Habakkuk chapter two, write down the vision, make it plain that he may run who reads it. There's biblical principles all through the Bible. There's a power in goal setting, writing it down, seeing it. Again, what I love about goal setting, it's a biblical concept and it works. And again, we ought to have goals. I write our, my goals down. Matter of fact, I have what's called a life plan where on the inside of my life plan, I have goals and I have action steps attached to it. And we ought to have professional goals, personal goals, right? Physical goals and accomplishment, financial, all these different things that are so, so, so important. I wonder though, I wonder if we asked just a large section of people in our nation or those around the world, I wonder how many, if you ask them, how many of them in their goals do they have spiritual goals? In other words, how many people would say, you know what, I want to end up at the end of 2019 more on fire for God, more in love with Christ, more passionate for God. I wonder how many people have those, have those goals. I want to talk to you today about something that uh, I've been grappling with, and it relates to everything I just said. 
You know, I had a pretty tough year. I had a really tough year. I went through a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff on my family, a lot of stuff in our church, and uh, there was a lot of blessing, but there was a lot of challenge. Matter of fact, there was probably one of the toughest years that I've ever gone through. It was interesting as I came through as I came through December, Pastor Jeff, as I was writing down and thinking about what does God have for me and, and, and what, what am I believing God for? And, and what am I believing God on a personal level and a professional level as a pastor, as a father, as a husband, as a leader? What, what am I believing God for? I, I began to realize there was this kind of this sense of desperation in my heart because I thought to myself, I, 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 the Bible never guarantees that we're gonna have a conflict-free life. The Bible never guarantees, you know, serve Christ and all your problems go away. God never promises that. But he does promise us in the midst of us, we can have a power, we can have, we can have a sense of God's closeness and in, in his nearness to be able to walk us through that. And I begin to think about it. I, I, mean, I begin to write down, God, I'm praying in 2019 that I don't go through some of those things. And I just, I, I just stopped. And I thought to myself, I'm not gonna pray that I don't go through those things. I'm gonna pray that regardless of what I go through, there's a power on me greater to be able to carry me through those things. I, I'm, not, I'm not believing that, 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 that my life is gonna be, you know, just this, this, this utopic experience, but, but whatever hell, whatever high water, whatever comes against me, I'm believing not for my circumstances to change, but for the power of God to be upon me to walk through whatever comes against me. And I began to think about it. I began to think about, oh God, I, I, I need more of you in my life in 2019. I need a more of a sense of your presence. Lord, when I wake up in the morning, I don't want to be consumed with my problems, but I want to be consumed with your presence. Lord, when I go to sleep at night, I don't, I don't want to be consumed with the heaviness of my, of my circumstances, but, but, but Lord, I want to go to sleep this year, 2019, with the heaviness of your spirit upon my life. I, 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 um, I, I reached a milestone this year. I turned 50. I know if you're a guest, you're thinking, there's no way that dude's 50. I know you're thinking that. <laughs> it's amazing when you quit doing drugs, how God <laughs> keeps you looking good. I really, since 19, 30 years, man, it's just amazing how God just. <laughs> I really mean that. God, how many know God renews you? Isn't that right? How many of y'all believe that God renews you? Spirit, soul, and body. Last week of December, as I was thinking about, I, I just began to write down and think about, Lord, this is the year. This is the year, God. This is the year where I want to be closer to the Holy Spirit than ever before. This is a year, God, where I want to, be, I want to, I want, I want to wake up. I want to go to sleep. Listen to me. I want to go to my job. Remember, I'm a Christian first. Pastor's a Christian first. He's a preacher second. I want, to be, I want to be more anointed. I want to sense more the presence of God in my marriage. I want to sense the presence of God in my home. I want to sense the presence of God when I'm driving in the car. In other words, regardless of what's going on around me, we put so much emphasis on believing for this to change, and God does change this. But regardless of all of this, oh God, I want your power and your presence and your anointing to be upon my life so that, listen, regardless, I'm going through it. I'm not staying in it, I'm going through it. I'm going through it with a power that's greater than that. I wanna to talk to you tonight about the anointing of God that God promises in your life. If you have your Bible, I'm gonna ask you to open up to 1 John. 
1 John chapter 2. I want to talk to you about how to live an anointed life in 2019. How to live an anointed life. Not a carefree life, but an anointed life. Here's what I found out. If you're doing anything for God, if you're in making any forward progress in God, if you're a believing man, a believing woman, there's going to be conflict. There's going to be collision. But you can live anointed. Everybody say anointed. It's a biblical principle. I want to teach you today how you can live an anointed life in 2019 like never before. First John it's a book, it's a small book written by John towards the end of the New Testament. It's a wonderful book. I, matter of fact, a number of years ago, I taught through 1 John on the weekend and I really loved it. And it's such a profound thing. John was getting towards the end of his life. This is about 80 or 90 AD. John is uh, becoming an older man and, and, and he's walked with Christ years before that. And of course he's a believer and he's, he's one of the main leaders of the church. And John writes something that's so powerful. First John chapter two, verse 15 to 23. I'm going to, I'm going to read this with you guys. Here's what the scripture says. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, number two, the, the lust of the eyes, and number three, the pride of life is not of the Father, but it's of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Listen to this, little children, it is the last hour, and as you've heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists, let me pause, there is one primary Antichrist in the book of Revelation. He's talking about Antichrist, Antichrist. Christ is the anointed one. A preacher or a teaching or a philosophy or an ideology that is against Christ, that is against God's power, that is against what I'm talking about tonight, walking in the fullness of what God has. He says there's lots of that out there. And he says, by which we know that it is the last hour. Now, if John said it's the last hour, how many you know it's real late? <laughs> they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they may be manifest that none of them were of us. Now, verse 20. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have not written to you because... I have not written to you because you do not know him, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. I've not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? Jesus is the anointed one. He is an antichrist, the anti-anointed one who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Let me give you the context, and I'll set this up for you. John is teaching towards the end of the first century, and he, uh, uh, the very first century of the church. And he begins to break down because there's all this teaching out there, and there's a lot of false teaching. And the false teaching, there's a, there's a whole thing that's going on where these, these Gnostic leaders and believe, these, these, this, this, this whole mystical thing was saying that, 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 that God and Christ did not come in the flesh. And then this teaching began to bridge into a highly intellectual, listen to what I'm about to say, this highly intellectual understanding and, 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 and it was all head up. Not a heart faith, but a head thing. 
And John says, listen, anybody that tries to tell you that, they're, that, 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 that walking with God is just head up, that's not what it's all about. We're not transformed by the removal of our mind. We're transformed by the renewing of our mind. But our heart faith in Christ is immovable. John said, John said, listen, there is teaching out there that's trying to diminish the passionate spirituality that Christ died on the cross to give us. He died on the cross to forgive us of our sins. He rose from the dead to break the back of sin, but the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost to fill you with a passionate spirituality. Where there's a fire on the inside of you. Where there's a warmth of the presence of God. Where you as a believer can sense God. Where you sense God's presence. I sense God's presence. Number two, John says there's temptations in the world. And by the way, those three primary ones have been all the way back in the garden. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Matter of fact, they're the same temptations that Adam dealt with and Eve dealt with. They're the same temptation that Jesus dealt with in the, in the lust of the eyes. Would you not turn this bread? Come on, you can turn this bread, these stones into bread. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes. Look at this kingdom, I promise you. You can have it all if you'll bow. The, the pride of life. Why don't you just throw yourself down there? It's the same one. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's the same thing that we deal with today. And John says there is a war against passionate spirituality and there's a war against your flesh to give in. These believers are like, wow, all right, man. I, I, I don't want to give in to the lust of the eyes. I don't want to give in to the lust of the flesh. I, I don't want to give in to the pride of life. I love this time of the year where we fast. I love Pastor Jeff is called a fast. I don't know how many days y'all are fasting, but, but, but we're fasting at our church. Of course, fast, you know, there's all different types of fast. We're not trying to be legalistic, but I mean, our flesh needs to get under control. Isn't that right? It's interesting. When we call a, fla- a fast at our, our church, you know, it's, it's like, look, whatever God puts on your heart, whether, whether, it's, whether it's some people do a Daniel fast, which is basically eating healthy. <laughs> I'm doing a Daniel fast. Okay, so you're eating healthy. You're cutting out cheesecake. Man, you're awesome. I mean, there's no legalism, right? I, I know some people, you know, it's like, you know, they're going, you know, I'm fasting, pastor. Great. And I see him at Smoothie King drinking Hulks. You know what I'm saying? It just, it's whatever, whatever God puts in your heart. But the point is in the beginning of the year, listen, there's a, there's a, there's a, we want to get in check the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. We want to get that submitted to a greater power, the power of Christ and passionate spirituality. Where we can walk with God and there's a sense of the Holy Spirit. Listen, don't you want that? I want that. I want that where I can actually sense God's presence in my daily walk. Where where I can sense God, where miracles happen, where where this thing is a supernatural lifestyle. That's what I was talking about in December. I'm writing down things. I'm like, God, I, 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 I cannot, I'm not... I'm not asking you, God, to remove all of the circumstances in my life, but I've got to have a greater sense of your presence and power in the midst of it. John was saying there is a passionate spirituality promised to believers. And actually, it's that power that helps to to overcome the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. 
I'm somebody that, is, that struggles with pride, like, like some of you guys. That's, that's, been a, that's a, a sin that I've dealt with. Pride of comparison, pride of this, you know. Matter of fact, God, I mean, you know, God has a way of, uh, of breaking that off of our lives if we belong to him. I'll never forget, I, matter of fact, Dallas, I love, I love this greater, this Dallas-Fort Worth area. When I, I went to college, graduated from college, then I went to Bible school here, and then I went to seminary after, I went to the Baptist seminary afterwards, but I went to Christ for the Nations here uh, in Dallas. And, and how many know God has a way, let me say that, how many know God has a way of breaking pride off of our lives if we belong to him? I'll never forget the first day I was at Bible school, I thought to myself, you know, they're going to recognize, you know, it's probably some gift in my life. You know, I probably made me a leader over somebody, you know. <laughs> I know that's gross. I apologize. It's gross. But so I just get there the first day, you know, I just like, you know, I'm just kind of walking around, you know, what's up? You know, nobody recognized me. Nobody noticed me. Nobody gave me any opportunity. I went through the whole first semester. I don't think I talked to the dean of men or the assistant dean of men one time. Now, I had a best friend. His name is Vince. I led Vince to Christ. I discipled Vince. We pulled him out of sin and more junk and all kind of stuff. And my friend Vince said, Steve, you know what? I feel like God's moving in my heart. I, I, I'm gonna, I wanna go to Bible school too. And so I'm gonna go. So he followed me. So he came in December. The very first day, not the second day, not the third day, the very first day, the first, the very first day. Did I tell you it was the first day? The first day that Vin, Vince gets to Christ for the nation, the dean of men calls me and says, man, you look like a great young man. You look like you got a great leadership gift. We're gonna make you an RA which is a resident assistant over one of the halls. Guess what hall he was over? Yeah. He'd knock on my door on Friday, you know, to come to check my toilet, make sure everything's clean in my tub and all that stuff. And how, you know, I dealt with some flesh. I remember reading the Bible one time and Jesus said, look, if you thought it, just say it. I thought, I'm just going to say it. You know, I was so, Vince, I remember one time I was so mad at him, but God was after something. He was after the pride of life. God, God, God is, God, listen to me closely. God is after that lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride. That's what this whole prepares about. Why? Not so that we just deny ourselves, but the, the, this is not, Christianity is not self-denial. It's an exchange. I'm not just denying myself for the sake of denying myself. I, 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 I'm saying no to something so I can say yes to something else. And what I'm saying yes to something else is a divine encounter with Christ who offers me passionate spirituality through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Are y'all with me? I want you to so get this. Your Christianity is about to get turned up where you can sense God's presence. And I want that in my life in 2019. I want, let me tell you, the greatest thing to differentiate somebody that knows Christ and doesn't know Christ is that when you go through the same stuff they go through, your life doesn't, your world can fall down, but you don't have to fall down. Your world can fall apart, but there's a resounding sense of God's presence. I need that in my life. I need the presence of God in my life. John is concerned for believers. He's concerned for believers because they were giving way to this heady thing that denied the power of God. And he said in verse 20, but you have an anointing. You have an anointing from the Holy One. You have an anointing. And by the way, that quickening of the Spirit, the Spirit of God, that, 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 that anointing gives you illumination. It gives you revelation. Christianity, we don't reach God through intellectuals. I'm not against education. I have education. I believe in all that stuff. 
My dad's an attorney. My mom's a principal. I believe in all that. I was studying in college to go be an attorney. I believe in all that stuff. I believe in that. I, I, I told the guys I had a leadership thing today. I have a degree in rhetoric, which means nothing. So I believe in all that. But I'm going to tell you something. Those are tools. What I'm looking for is the presence and the power of God in my heart. When things don't make sense, I sense God's power in me. John says, I'm off, God is offering you something. He's offering you a power to elevate your spirituality from just, a, I'm going to make it to heaven, to a passionate spirituality. Where you can say no to the flesh, not because, not out of just, I'm just going to say no even if it kills me. And it does. It's, I don't want that because I want something higher. I'm not giving myself to that temptation. I'm not giving my, because I, I, I'm looking for an experience with God where I can sense God's presence. I'm not looking for the warmth of somebody else that, I don't, that I'm not married to. I'm looking for the warmth of God's presence. I, I'm not looking to give myself to try to be somebody, to, 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 to seek after affirmation that, that, that only God, I'm looking for the affirmation that comes down from, from heaven, the warmth of God, the sense of God's presence. How many of you want that in your life? I, I want that in my life. The anointing of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit. We, we are less susceptible to falling into all that when we, when, we, when we have an encounter with the presence of God, when we have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, when we wake up and we, in our prayer life, it, it goes from just rote, just, you know, God bless mom, God bless them, well, I did that, to, to a dynamic. And it's not just about the vocal dynamics of how loud we can get, but there's a, a passionate spirituality in our heart. Where it's like, this is, I, I never, when I got saved, when I got saved, I thought to myself, my gosh, the sky is bluer, the grass is greener. I thought, this is real. This is real. What my mom and my dad, my parents prayed for me for years to get saved. Remember that? I told you guys that. They, my, they made me go to church, but I didn't know Christ. But when I got saved, it was like, this is real. God's presence is real. But that doesn't have to stop. You can wake up every day with a sense of wonder in God's presence and what is God going to do? And I sense his closeness. I need that. I need God's presence like never before. I don't know what's going to come in 2019, but I'm going to tell you what. I don't know what's going to come, but I know who's with me, whatever comes. Are you with me? What is the anointing? Good question. The anointing is the presence and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in your life, both within you and upon you. The anointing of God is tangible. You can sense God's power in your life. I wrote this down, by the way. The anointing is not human strength. Oh man, I've been, I, I, it's been a whole other level of, of me being broken of human strength this year. And it's not about your it's not about your carnal bravado and how you're able to pull yourself down. It's not about being type A. It's not about your intellectual prowess or how you're able. It's not about your networking. It's not about that. The anointing of God transcends your, your human bravado, your human strength. It, it, it's, it's, it's way beyond that. It's not about your human strength or your talent or your gifts or any fleshly ability. It's purely the manifestation of God's presence and power. The anointing is the supernatural ability of God that God gives you to overcome temptation and the power to function in his calling in your life. That's what we need. We need God's presence. We, we need the presence of God. Oh God, fill me with your spirit. Lord, I don't want to go through my day. I'm getting like this. I, 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 I don't want to just walk and just pull it off. I'm not looking to pull it off. 
I'm looking, to, I'm looking to have someone in, in his presence close and I, where we're watching for God, we're listening for God, and God is around us, he's in us, he's upon us. John said there's a passionate spirituality. That's why you guys are here. I'm so honored you guys are here. And, 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 and Pastor is so blessed and he's so excited and he's been talking about, man, these people are on fire and, and, and for you guys to be here. But let, let, let prepare us three days, but we're gonna carry it. And next month we're gonna get more on fire for God. And the more, I had somebody tell me this once. When I got saved, I said, Steve, listen, listen, let me just tell you this, man. This fire that you feel, it's gonna wane. Why does it have to wane? Why, are you telling me God wanes? Why does it have to wane? Well, why can't we grow more in love with God? Why can't we sense God's presence more? Why can't it be about more where we're, where, where we're driving down the road and there's an overwhelming sense of God's presence where you may have to pull off the side of the road because of your weeping and the joy of the Lord. It's like I'm overwhelmed and I'm engulfed by the presence of Almighty God. That's happened to me this year. We're all hell busted loose on some areas, but I, I, when, when, when you can't adjust your circumstances and all you have is God's presence, that's precious. Are you with me? It's like God's presence. At least I got that. At least I got God's presence. When you have things and flies and stuff swarming all around your brain, you're like, at least, I got God's, at least I've got God's presence. And they're like, I gotta get into God's presence. I need God's anointing. So the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There's a word that we say the word charisma a lot. It's actually chrisma. And I wrote this down. The, the, the anointing, another word, the Greek word actually is chrisma, not charisma. Chrisma for the word anointing. It's same Old Testament, New Testament. It's interesting. And it means to assign to specific tasks with the implication of supernatural blessings and endowments. And I begin to understand something, Pastor. The anointing is both within me, but the anointing is both within and upon us. So God's, what is the anointing? It's not just the Holy Spirit, it's the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's where we sense the Holy Spirit. It's where we sense the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. It's where we sense the Holy Spirit upon us to fill us with his presence and power to do what God's called us to do. So first, the Holy Spirit within. I never forget when I was in uh, college. I went to Tulane University, and and uh, when when I was there, I, I was listening to this guy, and it was an English class. And I say this respectfully. I enjoyed college, and and but this guy was talking about the Bible, and he's brilliant. You know, he's a genius, brilliant guy, and and he was and he was talking about the Bible because he was talking about English literature and or literature in English class, talking about literature and famous documents and literature. And he started talking about the Bible, and he started ripping it apart. And there was something that came upon the ends. And now I'm a young believer, uh, which was dangerous for him. <laughs> I was a serious, I was a fighter, man. I was all kinds of, I was like, whoa, whoa. But, but there was something that was happening on the inside of me. It was like, eh, eh, this is, eh. And the more that he talked about kind of undermining and he was decrying, he was, he was, he was debasing, he was, uh, the, the, the scripture, there was some, there was some, there was, and I began to realize as I walked with the Lord that there's an anointing on the inside, the Holy Spirit, there's a manifestation. What is the anointing? It's when the Holy Spirit manifests. Are you with me? And it was like, wait, that's wrong. That's, that's not right. That, what he's saying is not right. What? That wasn't out of my mind, but that was out of my heart. It was the presence of God. 
The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, this is revolutionary to some people because, because they think, man, I'm just trying to reach God. If you're a believer, Christ and his presence is on the inside of you. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, look what this says. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have from God and you are not your own. In other words, the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is on the inside of us. The presence of God. All right, let me, let me just say this. We believe in one God. We're Trinitarians. Isn't that right, Pastor? We sing the doxology. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, right? All right, technically speaking, technically speaking, where is God the Father right now? Technically speaking, according to the Bible, is in heaven. Technically speaking, where is Jesus? He's seated at the right hand of God. How do I know that? The Bible says that. Do you know the only time that Jesus actually, he actually got up when the first Christian martyr was being stoned? This is in the Bible. Read Acts chapter 8. The very first Christian martyr being stoned was Stephen. And the Bible says that Jesus actually stood up. All right? He's seated at the right hand of the Father. By the way, does anybody know the second Christian martyr in the Bible? James. Do you know what my name is? Stephen James. I asked my mom, what's up? <laughs> That's not prophetic or anything, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, what's up with that? <laughs> Technically speaking, then who is convicting you of sin? Who is drawing you to Christ? Who is speaking to you? It's God the what? Say it, the? How I many you know we probably ought to figure out and learn a little bit about the Holy Spirit? Are, are y'all with me? God, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's within you. The Spirit of God is within you. First John chapter two, verse 20, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. First John two twenty seven. but the anointing, everybody say the anointing. Listen to me closely. The, Holy, the anointing is the Holy Spirit manifested. So it's the activation of the Spirit in your life. Does everybody get that? It's not just the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit doing something both within you and upon you. 1 John chapter 2, verse 12. This is what I'm believing for. This is what I'm believing for for you guys in, the, in 2019. 1 John 2, 20. But you have the anointing, 2, 27, which you have received from him, and he abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you. Let me pause there just for a second. Somebody said, well, you know, somebody actually came to me one time, Pastor Jeff, said, well, you know what? I don't need anybody to teach me. Time out. How many of you know that we compare scripture with what? Scripture. And the Bible gave gifts of teachers. Jesus gave gifts of teachers to the body of Christ. So obviously he's not saying that we don't go to church and get taught. What he is saying is that regardless of what anybody teaches, there ought to be a confirmation and a witness of the spirit in your heart when you hear truth. Are you with me? He says, you have an anointing. I want you to say this. Say, I have. Come on, say, I have. An anointing. You've got to understand. You have an enablement on the inside of you. Do you realize the advantage that you have in this life? The anointing of the Holy Spirit. What is the anointing? The manifestation of the presence of God on the inside of you and upon your life. Remembering the context of this verse, John is talking about believers who are being led astray and they were succumbing to the world, to the flesh. And he's saying that you have a power on the inside of you to overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil. It's interesting, I began to think about as I began to write out this message, how many times that I believe the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, that the anointing, the manifestation of God's presence 
So if, if you think it this way, the, 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 the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit activates what he wants to do in your life, that's the anointing, boom, right there. And I begin to think about how many times God is wanting to speak to me by the inner witness of his spirit, but I'm not listening. So the Holy Spirit, you're buying a house. How about pray about it? You figuring out where you want to go to college. How about praying about it? What does it mean I'm going to pray about it? It's not prayer, but prayer focuses me in where I'm listening to the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. And when the Spirit manifests and speaks to me and quickens, that's a manifestation of his anointing. Does that make sense? Do you know Paul? Paul the apostle in Acts chapter 16, verse 7. The Holy Spirit will speak to you within you, give you a green light, a red light, a yellow light. This is what we got to believe for in 2019. After they'd come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the who? Everybody say it. The Spirit did not permit them. What was Paul doing? He was sensitive. There was an inner witness of the Holy Spirit. It was the anointing of God on the inside. We, we're about to renovate. We're actually in a, several projects that we're doing in our church right now. One of those is on St. Charles Avenue, a big building that God gave us right after the hurricane. It's crazy. And I walked into there and there was a pastor that, that, that had that church and a lot of his people evacuated and he was, didn't know what to do. And I was walking through that building. I'm talking about the anointing of God. Listen to me. In 2019, here's what I figured out, Pastor Jeff. I'm not smart enough to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm not smart enough to be the dad I'm supposed to be. I'm not smart enough to be, to be the husband. I'm not smart enough to be the leader. I need the anointing, the manifestation of God's presence in my life speaking to me. I walked into this building, November 2005, right after Hurricane Katrina, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I'm giving y'all this building. I was so, it was just, it wasn't an audible voice, but it was clear. And I went to the pastor, I said, Pastor, I said, this is crazy. I said, but if you ever want to sell this, just talk to us. He goes, I don't know if I would do that. Three months later, he called, he says, listen, we want to sell it. That's not because I'm so smart, it's because God spoke. You need that in your business. Are y'all with me? You, you need that in your business. You need that in your family. You, how many know that we need that raising our kids? Boy, that, that'll mess up a teenager. God showed me. <laughs> Daddy, leave God out of this. Sorry, he talks to me. I, are you with me? We, we need that. Say, I have. Come on, say, I have. An anointing. See, this is beyond human strength. This is beyond human talent. This is the presence of God within you. Now, let me give you the second dimension. The Holy Spirit wants to manifest himself, not just within you. I'm trying to get you to dial in. Trying to get you to dial in. I'm going to be listening for the Spirit. I'm, I'm crying out for the Spirit. I'm crying out for a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the anointing, not only lives within us, but he wants to come upon us. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit anointed three groups of people, prophet, priest, and king. And I thought that and taught that for years until I found a scripture, primarily three offices, prophets, priests, and kings. And then I read a really cool scripture in the Old Testament. And the cool scripture in the Old Testament was in Exodus chapter 31. The Bible says, see, I have called you by name Beziel the son of Uri, the son of Hur, the tribe of Judah. And I filled him with the spirit of God and wisdom and understanding and knowledge and all manner of workmanship to design artistic works, to work in gold and silver and bronze and cutting jewels for the setting and carving wood and to work in all manner of workmanship. 
The word anoint in the Old Testament is mashak, and it means to smear, to rub on, to pour oil on. Yes, stay with me, prophets, priests, and kings were anointed, but also craftsmen were anointed, and artists were anointed, and plumbers can be anointed, and school teachers can be anointed. Are you with me? And moms, and dads, and architects, and designers, and electricians, are y'all with me? And merchandise people, and salesmen, and sales. The Bible says that the anointing came upon these people. And then I begin to realize that, the, 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 that God doesn't wanna just anoint this select group. God's anointing is available to anyone that'll cry out for it. There's an old word that the old preachers used to use, and actually they derive it from a New Testament word. It's called unction. Everybody say unction. An unction. You used to hear the old preacher say that, that, that God wants to give you an unction. An unction. I began to think about myself. An unction is the manifestation of God's power. It's the presence of God. There's an unction. And, and here's the reason for the unction. is because God, God wants you to function in his supernatural strength. How many, how many of you are tired of trying to pull off work in your own strength? How many of you are tired of trying to do your job and your own strength. How many of you are tire, tired of being the dad? I'm gonna be a better dad this year even if it kills me. Well, if you do it in your own strength, it will kill you. God has given us assignments and job responsibilities and God has given us fears to steward over. But I'm telling you, Pastor, in 2019, I can't do it on my own. I can't do this Christian life on my own. I can't be a pastor on my own. I can't be the best dad. I can't. I, it's so tiring. I need, an anoint, I, need God's, I need heaven to come down upon me and anoint me with an unction to function in what God's called me to do. I'm looking for that. I'm crying out for that. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, manifest yourself. I'm not getting resaved. I'm getting filled up. It's not like I'm saved. I'm not saved. I'm saved. I'm saved, but I leak. <laughs> so do you. I say that respectfully. It's not am I a car? I'm not a car. I'm a car. I'm not a car. No, I'm a car. But guess what? I run out of gas. And we run out of supernatural strength. And I'm telling you what's coming on, my gosh, what's coming on the earth, what's coming in our nation. We need a supernatural power that transcends the intellect. It transcends our ability to cognitively. We need a supernatural power. We need a power to do our computer program. We need a power that when people, let me tell you, there is a power available, a passionate spirituality available to those who cry out to God. It's like Betsy. And I always talk about Betsy when I come here. It's a, you, you know, it, it, the anointing goes beyond talent. You hear some people with great voices, and they don't bring tears to your eyes. You go, man, they're, they're you know, say, man, they're awesome. You know, Betsy was a, she was a singer somewhere. I don't know, by the brook or somewhere under the thumb, something. I can't even remember the group that she's a part of. What was it, Pastor Jack? By the forest, the, under the tree. What was it called? By the tree, excuse me. I mean, there's trees, there's forests, there's brooks over the mountains. You go to Las Vegas, you sing it. Of course, none of y'all go to Las Vegas. It's like the people in our church that go to the gambling casinos. I, I went to the casino just to eat the buffet. I'm like, you're a liar. 
You need to repent right now. My God, I saw you got off that bus. You did? In the spirit. You go, to, you go hear somebody, you go hear somebody sing, you know, Sian, you know the, whatever the girl's name is. I don't even know what her name is. Yeah, her name. Dion Celine. <laughs> She's by a tree too. And you listen to her voice and you're like, She's amazing. Gosh, she's amazing. Now, Betsy has an incredible voice. But she's anointed. Listen, listen. I had people come to our church and say, Steve, the new people said, Steve, I, I can't come to the singing part. I said, why? He goes, God, just get in there. I start crying. I don't know why I'm crying. And I said, well, why? They said, they said why do you start on us? I said, it's not because we're show, you know, showing reruns of old Yeller up here or something. You know I said? <laughs> I'll tell you why you're crying. Because it's the presence of God. Betsy sings, and when she sings, you don't say, she's so awesome. You go, God is so awesome. You see that? Human talent points to you. Somebody anointed of the Spirit points to God. Oh, God is awesome. Yes, he uses vessels. Absolutely. I'm closing. I've got a couple of minutes. Yes, he uses vessels. Listen to me. Yes, he uses vessels. Absolutely. He's got to find a vessel to move his presence and power to manifest himself. You know, when I go into my kitchen and I'm wanting to get a glass of water and I reach up there, this is, this is what we want in 2019. This is what we want. Listen to me, I'm closing up, and I get a glass, and I look in that glass, and it's, oh gosh, it's filled with something else. It wasn't, it's not real, it's, wow, it's got a lot of stuff, and wow, I, I don't, I, I'll, I'll um, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink out of something else. I don't want God passing me by that I'm either A, too dirty, he doesn't want to drink out of it, or B, filled with something else that he's not drinking. That's why I want to pursue God. I want to get junk out of my life. Hey, listen, whatever you need to get out of your life, get it out. Confess it, bind it, loose it, go to a pastor, a counselor, whatever. We, need to, we want to be clean so we can be filled with what God has. That's not perfect. Listen, that's not perfect, but that's pursuing Christ. God's not into perfection, but he's into progress. And I want anything out of me that needs to be out of me, and I want everything in me that God wants to put in me. I'll give you these last two things. So, Pastor, what do I do? Number one, live hungry in 2019. Live hungry. Live hungry. Live hungry. Live hungry for the presence of God. Don't be satisfied with yourself. Don't be satisfied with your intellect. Don't be satisfied with your talents. Don't be satisfied with where you are. There's, a, there, there's, a, there's another dimension, I'm telling you, walking with God. It's not just about getting your sins forgiven, you're going to heaven, that's awesome. But we want to be conduits of God's power in the earth. We got to live hungry. Everybody say live hungry. Look what this scripture says in Luke. Here's what it says. 
If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? If he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit, will give the power of my presence, will allow the manifestation of my presence to happen in the life of those who ask? I'm asking in 2000. God, fill me with your spirit, Lord. Lord, let me never walk out onto this platform, Lord God, to think, I got it. I'm pretty good. Lord, let me not wake up in the morning and think, I can do the dad thing on my own. Or I can do the husband thing. No, 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 no. I'm, God, I don't, I'm not going to step two unless you're with me. And you're on me. And you're in me. And you're around. And God, I need your presence. Man, I need God's presence. I don't know if it's I'm 50. I don't know if I've just had, I've had the, just a lot of stuff. I'm, 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 I'm not satisfied with where I was. I'm not satisfied with how this thing, I'm not, I, I know I'm going to heaven. I know myself, but I need more of God's power in the here and now. Everybody say live hungry. I'll give you this last thing. Here it is. Here it is. Live listening. I'm listening for God. God's talking to you. God's talking to you. I'm listening. I want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I want to be sensitive to what Christ is wanting to say to my life this year. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss the opportunities. I don't want to miss the moments. I don't want to miss the moments when I got to tell people I'm sorry or when, when I got to say, God, I need more. I don't want to miss the moments when God's telling me to talk to this person. I don't want to miss it. I want to be sensitive. Holy Spirit, come. That's what I'm asking. Holy Spirit, manifest yourself. Holy Spirit, come. Matter of fact, I'm just going to ask everybody to stand right now. Pastor, I know you're coming on up. And I promise you I'm not going to do anything weird. Don't get nervous. But let me just tell you what I do in the morning. I just put my hands like this. If you feel comfortable, just putting your hands out in front of you. This is what I'm doing every morning. And I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just say a simple prayer. I'll just say, Holy Spirit, fill me. That's what I'm, I'm doing that. Just say, Jesus. Come on, everybody, say, Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And, and, and what I'll do is, as I do that, I just begin to worship Jesus. And I sense, and I wait for his presence. Those that wait upon the Lord. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up. We've lost that waiting upon the Lord. That's what prepare is about. It's not just three days. It's 365 days. But we're waiting upon Jesus to come with his power. You've got you've to you come to this moment in your life where you're like, I'm not moving forward without a fresh sense of God's presence. David said, I've been anointed. Everybody say anointed. I've been anointed with fresh oil fresh oil. Holy Spirit, we need more of you in 2019. We need more of your presence, more of your power. Lord, we just confess, Lord, at times we've been satisfied. I've confessed, Lord God, I've, I've wanted all my circumstances to change. I wanted everything to go well. But I've lost sight often, God, of the of the reality of the tangible nature of your presence available, regardless. It's Paul and Silas in Acts 16 in the Philippian jail and in stocks. And yet they're worshiping Jesus.
because of the presence of God upon Paul's life, Silas. It's Paul being shipwrecked a night and a day in the deep. But the presence of God upon him, it's the disciples in Acts chapter 4 being ridiculed and mocked and persecuted for the gospel. And yet, with boldness, they spoke the word. Not because they, they had a degree, it's because they were, they were anointed by the Holy Spirit. Jesus, in Luke chapter 4, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal, deliverance, freedom. Oh God, let that anointing, the same anointing, the same anointing that came upon Jesus in his baptismal waters and joy, Lord, the same anointing that came upon Paul in Acts chapter 9 on that road to Damascus where the Spirit of God came upon him and his eyes, Lord, that same presence of God that fell upon Cornelius, the same anointing that came upon Peter when he preached on the day of Pentecost and 3,000 were saved. Lord, you don't have to be a preacher. You just have to be available. Available to the presence of God. Available to your using and your choosing, oh God. Holy Spirit, come. Come. Come, Lord. Thanks for listening to this message from Milestone Church. We hope it's been an encouragement for you today. We invite you to listen to other messages on this podcast or discover who we are by visiting our website at milestonechurch.com. 